0: Listening, open, relaxed attention, receptivity. It's not doing this, not like you have to do this, but these are just words to encourage and remind you. You know know how the effect of imperatives work on your consciousness. I should be mindful, and that reinforces the sakya I'm somebody not very mindful and I should be. That's a uh, sakya Ditti. a kind of noticing sakya Ditti's like that. It's all about what you should or shouldn't be or how things, how you want things to be, don't want things to be, what you like and dislike. But in awareness, it's this resting, uh, observing, noticing, non-critical, non-judgmental. So we say it's like this, da da da, the way it is. So you begin to see that your personality, your sakyaditi, is a creation based on ideas, on memories, identities with the conditioned realm. So that's why in in vipassana we we investigate the conditions in terms of the three characteristics, anicca, dukkha, nata, So so that we begin to see through the kind of unresolved assumptions attitudes that we operate from the kind of conditioned perspective that we've acquired since birth uh, and we have you know if we don't if we if we never see it then we we spend the rest of our lives operating from attachments to the conditions operating from Saya diti silathacha so these three fetters are to be investigated so this is this is like cultural conditioning the second fetter silaatata baraamasa in the uh, Generally, it can be interpreted as attachment to rites and rituals. And then, you know, most of Western people that come to Buddhism, they're not born in Buddhist societies or Buddhist families. They say, well, certainly not attached to Buddhist rites and rituals. You know, I'm certainly not attached to morning chanting or incense or, or that kind of hocus-pocus. So I don't have any Sila but the is still sakyaditi. <laughs> but we are, you know, it's convention. It's uh, uh, I put. I like the word cultural conditioning or social conditioning. What we acquire, maybe the unsaid assumptions of our parents, our class, our ethnic. Uh, Conditioning, religious attitudes—just you know—it's not needn't be anything particularly learned in a formal way, but just the assumptions that you pick up after you're born about right, wrong, good, bad, what you are, what things should be. Because we do, you know, like a, a child acquires the. The feelings, the thoughts, the assumptions, the attitudes, the biases of their parents, their religion, their social background. So it is a conditioning that that we acquire after we're born, and then the third, which he doubt, is always the result of attachment to thought. So we acquire the the language, don't we? After we you know, we aren't born speaking English or any other language or Sanskrit. We we're, we're born, you know, without as conscious beings. And then we learn the language of our parents. So this is a, and then attachment to thinking and to language leads to doubt, vichikicha. So and that's why I emphasize it, that, that these first three fetters are artifices, uh, human made artifices culture, there's nothing absolutely natural about any culture or language, or there's no normal uh, universal personality. Even though we, we are, uh, operate from the wanting to be normal, we don't really, no one's normal. In the sense that there, because there is no normal personality, <clears throat> personality is built on extreme, uh, on extremes, on identities, on delusions. <clears throat> but that which is aware of these three fetters. <laughs> Uh, the knowing of these fetters, your, your uh, reflective ability to observe, sakya dhiti. You don't create that, that's not sakya dhiti. So that's why mindfulness is the path to the deathless. Appamado amata padang. Mindfulness is the way to the deathless. Now, this word deathless, amata, amara, amata padang, the deathless path. Heed, heedlessness, pamado machinopadang, heedlessness, not being mindful, is the way to death. <sighs> we contemplate that. When, you, when you're uh, heedless, when you're ignorant, when you're just operating from the three fetters, interpreting life experience always from these uh, artificial conditions, then you um, you know, you're attaching to death. And that's why we're frightened and why life even at its best still is unsatisfying to us because you know we're attaching to the changing condition to artificial conditions to to falsities to things that have no uh, stability their very nature is changed So this awakened consciousness is not personal, it's not mine, but I I experience it within the limitation of this form, of this physical body, of this being born uh, as a human being, then this I experience through you know consciousness through a form, through the through this body, through the senses. So with mindfulness, we're, we're recognizing consciousness, this is it, this sound of silence, this pure awareness, this open, receptive alertness. But it's nothing, isn't it, or it's no thing, it's not created, not personal, not social not cultural not even religious this isn't you know religion is merely a another condition um hopefully a skillful means reminding us or pointing to this this reality so in in, in england for example of having discussions a lot on have this very good uh, radio station, Radio 4, BBC. And they have always about believing because there's so many problems, social problems in Britain these days because a huge Muslim community. And then this uh, Islamic revival and and all the problems that arise from uh, zealots, And fanaticism and then the prejudices of those who who just are frightened and have various reactions to the sense of terrorism and so forth. So they're talking about belief in God. Jews, Muslims, Christians believe in the same God. This is how they talk on the radio. But really, is it the same God? <laughs> and, and then they say they had an interfaith um, in the area in Hertfordshire where we live, the interfaith group, that wanted only people with religious beliefs, not humanists or atheists. So, you know, we don't want any humanists or atheists in this, group. Where you have to be kind of a bona fide religious person. <laughs> believe in God, that means you believe in God. Then where did the Buddhists fit in? <laughs> so just, now this word belief, this is, uh, You know, you can believe in anything. You know, any kind of total absurdities or that which is sensible and reasonable or whatever. So belief is is a a form of attachment to an idea maybe. I believe in God, Uh, meaning I don't really know God, but I believe there's something out there or somebody I believe in in what the church tells me God is or I don't believe I think it I don't believe in any of that rubbish so I believing and not believing it really amounts to the same thing <clears throat> I mean kind of the, you know not believing is you still don't know you just don't agree with somebody's view about God, so you, you know, and you'd rather believe there isn't any than believe there is. You see, it's still a matter of sakhyaditya, which he teaches. So whether you're a humanist, an atheist, a Jew, Muslim, Christian, Hindu whatever uh, convention these are, these are conditions in themselves. Every religion is a condition, meaning it's created. It has a beginning and, and it will have an ending. And so this is, this is not to diminish any religion, but to put it in perspective because religion is a tool to use for awareness, mindfulness, or realizing, recognizing God, or, that's not Buddhist terminology, re- recognizing deathless, the deathless reality, ultimate reality. So in the Four Noble Truths, the, the Third Noble Truth is recognizing, it's called recognizing Nirvana. Or the end, the cessation of conditions. So this is, a, and the insight into Nirvana is realizing, using this English word realization, realizing, realizing is about you know it's reality. This is real. They, when all the when the condition when you let things go and let conditions cease in your consciousness, you're aware of their when they are present when they're absent, but consciousness is still the same, you know, and it's discerning the presence or absence of conditions. Uh, it's a it, it knows, it discerns the presence of sakyaditi and the absence of it. So, in and this is where, this emphasis on trusting yourself, because this is it's not believing in what I'm saying, you know, or believing that the deathless is God or anything like that, but it it's, it's really investigating experience, direct experience that you can actually know directly at this very moment. It's not about enlightenment in the future or after you're dead, you'll find out whether there is a God or not. Some people, I'm going to believe in God because you know, I want to cover everything (laughs) just to make sure when I die, you know. I'll be a Christ, I'll be a Buddhist and a Christian too. <laughs> so and that's why I found this this paradigm. There is the unborn, uncreated, unformed, unconditioned. Now, now that we don't have in our own culture in Western civilization, and in the religions we don't have it, Uh, we have always about God created the world, uh, created everything in six days, and in the Christian or Jewish uh, conventions. And then you, you know, you quibble about six days or six eras or six, does it mean day like 24 hour day or? (laughs) And we get into arguments about whether we take it literally or it's metaphorical or uh, and you end up, you know, just playing endless games with your mind, trying to put it, make it sound acceptable in the present, situation you're in. And so the God then the word God always has this sense of being separate when you believe in God then then you know I'm not God God is 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 higher better powerful I'm just this sinner this mortal body that you know Hopes that God will forgive me for my sins. So this is one way of thinking, uh, and a religious path that I I don't have uh, much uh, knowledge of because I'm not practiced with that. But the but in terms of Buddha Dhamma, it's a, it all seems like sakyaditi. You you're stuck on that level of. Uh, believing, not believing, and thinking, and and thinking is dualistic. So when they say, do you believe in God? They say, do Buddhists believe in God? The uh, Buddhists that practice mindfulness know God. (laughs) Or if you don't like the word God, (laughs) if it's too charged, then it's, you know, emotionally charged, then it's there is the unborn, uncreated, unformed, unconditioned. So there is, it is it's here and now, santitiko akaliko ehipashiko upanayiko up or we knew it. So we chanted this this morning, uh, apparent here and now, timeless, Ehi uh, Pasico uh, is uh, translated encouraging investigation, which is a bit bland, but it, it's like Ehi uh, has this sense of come and see, you know, here and now, look, wake up. It's not about uh, if we're encouraging investi- investigation. It's all right, but it doesn't have the same punch, does it? And then uh, leading inward, they keep changing this, this interpretation. First it was inwards, and then they changed it to outwards, and then they changed it back to inwards. <laughs> I can't keep up with them. So, whatever, you get the idea. It's not, and so leading onwards is good, leading inwards. Bajitangwe tida knew he is, is uh, to be experienced individually. You have, this is to be known directly, though so it's not a belief. It's not a belief in, in the deathless or in Dhamma or in God. It's directly apperceived, known, apprehended through awareness. So uh, there is the unborn, uncreated, unformed, unconditioned And because there is the unborn, uncreated, unformed, unconditioned, there is an escape from the born, the created, the formed, the conditioned. Now escape from the, doesn't mean, you know, rejecting the condition. It just means no longer, you know, releasing your, hold on it we have we live you know uh, we have to live with the conditions with the body uh, with uh, sense, senses that we have with the uh, on the planet that we're living on <clears throat> so we feel you know pleasure pain uh, heat and cold and all the rest this is natural this is not so in this way we 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 let go of this ignorant attachment to any condition, such as the personality, the cultural conditioning, the thinking process, and what's left. Emptiness, Shunyata, Anatta, Nibbana, the deathless, the unborn, uncreated, unformed, unconditioned. This is the this is real. This is not a metaphysical theory. So, I encourage you to recognize this is reality, this awareness. It's just as simple as this. The deathless here and now is just this. And then then there's always a sound of silence, this sense of, of, of attentive, wide open, relaxed receptivity. And by trusting this, by de- cultivating this, then you, you begin to see how your your drops away. You know, the, the, your emotional habits, no matter how fraught you uh, emotionally might be in the present, if, you're, if you totally receive it and accept it as it is, the emotional energy, don't analyze it, just recognize this. you'll you'll be able to witness it's cessation. And when anger, greed, fear all have ceased, there's still consciousness. And the conditions have ceased, they've died in other words, but when, when everything ceased there's still consciousness. That we're experiencing from this point of the, of the this uh, point of the human body. But that consciousness is not personal, is not divisive. <clears throat> consciousness doesn't separate you from me. To separate you from me, I have to start thinking, I'm Ajahn Sumedho and you're somebody else. <laughs> then I create this this illusion of separateness. But if, when there is just pure awareness, that the the thinking process is no longer grasped, so we're not dividing or discriminating or criticizing or judging, but we're discerning. We know the condition There's the condition there's no recognizing the unconditioned, and in this, then all the conflicts, problems uh, resolve themselves because all all conditions arise and cease in the consciousness, and. We are this, this consciousness, not this person, this man, this woman, this monk, this nun. Now what I'm doing this morning is just taking words like God and the deathless not as uh, some kind of uh, you know Ajahn Samato says God is the deathless or things like that I'm just exploring you know or, you know what do we mean by when we we believe or don't believe in God what is it you know born again Christians assume that that we all know what they mean, when they ask, do you believe in God? Uh, As if, you know, we all believed in the same thing, or what we didn't believe in was the same thing that they believe in. (laughs) So, (laughs) You know, God the Creator, God that made us, uh, our maker, Our Holy Father and on like that. Well, what is, you know, if there is God then it's here and now. Is it up in the heaven or you know up in the sky or we can conceive it as, you know, in terms of like energy or uh, force, universal force, we can put it in in more universal terms. The word God itself is a, you know, is an English word that conveys, uh, you know, like a deity of some sort. So you have, you know, like the pagan gods, Odin and Thor, Zeus. And then uh, we say, well, we don't, we don't believe in any of those pagan gods. We believe in the one God, which is ours, <laughs> is what I believe in. So, as it gets even more into Sakyaditi, you know, it's insidious, this conditioning uh, that, that humans acquire out of ignorance. So, then the, the uh, you know, so we operate from when we're willing to kill each other and brutalize each other over various forms of sakyaditi. so you know because you don't agree with what I what I think is right then I'm gonna kill you <laughs> so it's uh you know that's why we have violence and corruption and war misery persecution you know the history of humanity is is very bloody. You know, one group going in and murdering the another. <clears throat> so this all arises out of avicca, ignorance of ultimate reality, ignorance of the Dhamma. So now this retreat, a point of awakening It's not that You you need, you can do nothing about the ignorance. You're helpless victim of your conditioning. And if you want to believe that, go ahead, see where it takes you. Or whatever the conditioning is, no matter how good or bad your conditions might be, your awareness of them. So this is, you know, like mindfulness is bringing attention to the way it is. And then the Four Noble Truth is a skillful reminder or a workable uh, paradigm to practice with because it is letting go of the conditions, realizing the cessation of conditioned phenomena. And then the path, the Eightfold Path or the path of non-suffering is merely this, this awareness continuous awareness, conscious, pure consciousness. Now you can't conceive it, I mean imagine it, but you can recognize it. So Consciousness isn't something you can uh, find as an object, but you just recognize, like space. You know, I point out there's space and then you suddenly recognize it. You know, you're sitting in it, it's all around you, but you may not recognize it because you're so caught up in your own uh, personal views and opinions, likes and dislikes. So notice in in the six elements Earth, Fire, Water, Air, Space and Consciousness. This, uh, You know, the, in the, my experience of Theravada also has been that not, hardly anything's ever said about space and consciousness. They're, they're always talking about the four elements, Anicca, Dukkha, nata. all conditions are impermanent, uh, you know the Vipassana techniques oftentimes are all around just the Nietzsche dukhanata and uh, and the four elements and so you know one is kind of stuck in that realm endlessly because it's not pointed out the the deathless or the space consciousness or uh, the unborn, uncreated, unformed, unconditioned. So it's easy for us to grasp the idea of all conditions are impermanent and then just project that, you know, it's a belief, another kind of belief system. Buddha said all conditions are impermanent, then there's no self, so we we have to believe that. And I've heard Buddhists say that. In order to be a Buddhist, you have to believe in the law of karma and in anatta. So even with a, a skillful uh, convention like uh, Theravada Buddhism, Pali Buddhism, it still can be used to, to create Sakya Ditthi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of... It's insidious. If we don't, if we don't have, we don't really look at and, and and trust in this awakened attentiveness in the present. Then, you know, we we still miss the point. We, <clears throat> we might be good Buddhists, and it, you know, it's certainly better to believe in Buddhism than in than being pessimistic and selfish as your sole purpose in life you know so being good uh, being moral being generous having developing positive thoughts this is praiseworthy on the condition level beautiful behavior being responsible for yourself being kind uh, compassionate considerate thoughtful truthful and these are beautiful uh qualities, conditions. So it's not in disparaging that it's not but for those for those that are open to you know the to liberation that 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 really want to be liberated or have this aspiration towards enlightenment or liberation. Then we, the Pawana or the meditation is around observing the condition, whether it's good, bad, refined or coarse. So this is, this, they do this and it's learning to trust, recognize it. Awareness is just this, it's nothing subtle or precious or refined. It's not a high attainment. You don't have to be a a especially spiritually evolved person to be mindful. It's a natural, it's ordinary, it's not nothing special about it but unrecognized like space and visual space here all the time but you may never bother to notice because you, all you're doing is going from one thing to the next So, today, keep apparent here and now, Santitika Dhamma. You know, it's now, it's here, this reality, ultimate reality, deathless, is now. (laughs) Recognize it, you know. Affirm it, this is it, so that you're you know, this is, uh, this is the deathless. There is the deathless. This is reality. And then when you start thinking about it, you'll go into doubt again. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, oh, how can I, how it can be so simple, you know? How could I possibly, you know? <laughs> I'm just a, New at meditation Buddhism, you know, you're creating yourself again, aren't you? About you identifying with maybe you, you don't feel capable or you're not good enough or you're not spiritual enough. But that's Sakyaditi, you see. So listen to Sakyaditi, but not, don't believe in it anymore. No matter how convincing it might be, or how committed you are to to it, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's learning to 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 see the listen to sakyaditi, till you begin to no longer. It, it, and the more you intentionally uh, int- intend to to listen to observe your ego, the sense of yourself as a separate personality, is not criticizing it, it's recognizing this is this is like, it is like this. So that which is aware the awareness of Ditti is not Ditti. So you're getting to the very center, the still point in consciousness this way where where it's anatta it's not it's not about i have attained anything or i am the deathless or anything like that there's nothing to say about it it's just recognizable you realize it so in the third noble truth it's realization letting conditions letting cease which is not suppressing it. Just letting it be it'll cease not up to you to 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 get rid of it. Just recognize it. And then the more you're patient and trusting in this awareness, then you then you can actually notice the absence of sakyaditi. It's non suffering. Whenever I get caught up in saukaditti, I'm suffering in some way or another. I don't want things to be the way they are. i I want things. I want something I don't have. I, you know, I'm caught into my my likes and dislikes. And even when you know everybody is praising, saying, "What a, a you know fine teacher." and, and uh, you know, saying all the things you like to hear, the sakya diti that comes from that is still suffering. Because you know that, you know, the next day they'll probably tell me they hate me or something. <laughs> <laughs> disappointed, and you know how much I've disappointed them. And so this is a sakya ditti, uh attachment to it, even in its positive aspects, is still unsatisfactory. But when you let sakya ditti cease, then this, this, affir- this is non-suffering. This is the path this is the uh, samadhi this is the eightfold path this just the simplicity of awakened consciousness and by affirming it and not you know not affirmation isn't coming from i've attained it or i've achieved it it's just recognizing this is it and affirming it then may, you know allow it, it kind of begins to resonate, because maybe you've spent your whole life ignoring it, not affirming, but endlessly, uh, you know, being caught up in your likes and dislikes. So this is where the panya, or discernment, operates, where you, you discern the difference, you know, the condition is this way, arising, ceasing, the unconditioned is this, you know, you are this. This is the your true nature, unconditioned, unborn, uncreated. But it's not personal. It's not sakyaditi anymore. It's it's a realization. It's ultimate truth.